Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Zimmerman, Custom Content Editor with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. Today, I am pleased to be joined by our guest for a discussion on wireless patient monitoring. We are thrilled to be talking with a fantastic leader from Massimo for our conversation today. Before we begin, I'm pleased to introduce Mike Becker, Chief Nursing Executive and Vice President of Nursing for Massimo. Mike, thank you for talking with us today. Oh, thank you very much, and thank you for having me today. I look forward to a, a pretty robust discussion. For sure. Uh, and with that, let, let's dive right in. So I'm going to start pretty broad here. Um, wondering if you can just describe for our listeners the benefits of wireless patient monitoring. Sure. So uh, just kind of giving you a little bit of history, I've, I've been a nurse for uh, for about 30 years, and for the longest time, we have really been not very patient friendly and we've not really allowed patients to move about freely. And that has caused uh, some issues uh, unto itself, whether that's a limited mobility or maybe it's a fall hazard, or maybe it's just patient satisfaction that, you know, in recovery, you still want to be able to move around and be free to eat or answer the phone, etc. And typically, our technology has been not very patient friendly. And so when you have a tethered system, something that, that, you know, has a lot of wires and cables, it does limit the ability for our patients to be able to move freely. So the advantages, once we were able to be innovative enough to get very, very highly reliable wireless monitoring is really the improvement of recovery through ambulation. You know, we always are talking about get the patients up early as possible, whether it's in the chair or up walking. And the wireless patient monitoring really allows you to do that. Secondary to that, it really improves the clinician workflow. So when you have a wireless monitor, it really allows one clinician to be able to move patients easily, to be able to go in and do assessments free of all of the cables and the tethers, as well as just the ease of being able to place the patient on the monitor itself. And I think that also really helps us avoid alarm fatigue because in a typical tethered system where you have a cable and a sensor, if the patient has to get out of bed for any reason or they want to eat or they want to go to the bathroom or wash their hands, they would need to disconnect the monitor, thus causing an alarm and then really kind of creating more alarm fatigue than we already have with all of the devices that are connected to alarms these days. And then a piece I really want to drive home, especially in the era of COVID, is that of infection control. And so wireless tetherless technology, patient monitoring, allows us to be able to support that highly reliable infection control perspective and that we can actually have a monitor outside of a patient room while the patient actually has a sensor, a wireless sensor on their body and monitoring their vital signs and their pulse oximetry, et cetera, in the room thus creating a way for nurses and clinicians not have to have so much exposure, limiting the uh, PPE utilization, the time management to put on PPE and take off PPE, the risk of exposure, not only to the patient, but also to the clinician. So there are 
lots of opportunities to prioritize both patient and clinician safety uh, utilizing wireless patient monitoring. Yeah, I think I think your your final points there are, are so important, and I, I want to circle back to them. But really struck by sort of this idea of like how unpatient friendly these these devices have been in the past. And for me, I was just thinking when you're talking, I was thinking to myself, uh, what a, what a difference wireless technology has made in our day to day lives. Now think about applying that um, to something as high stakes as healthcare. Is that is that like a fair assessment of, of what you're talking about there? And you think about how much we, we talk about wireless. Uh, again, I'm old. I laugh about that because my kids think it's funny that, you know, I used to be able to talk on the phone only as far as the cord would allow me to go. And in today's society, our kids can talk anywhere, anytime, uh, and it doesn't, you're not limited. So if we can do that just with day-to-day communication, why shouldn't we do that with, with highly reliable medical technology? So I would agree. Absolutely. Uh, and, and now I want to come back to that that final piece where you talked about the, the infection control part of this, which is always important, but, you know, especially now. So can you further explain how a wireless monitoring solution can support infection control? Absolutely. So I'm going to give you two examples, and they're probably on both ends of the spectrum. First and foremost, we'll talk about probably uh, what's happening today with the pandemic of COVID and any communicable disease, whatever that is, whether, you know, we have a a patient that's being ruled out for TB or, you know, in the past when we had a highly contagious things like Ebola and now uh, COVID-19. When you have a tetherless and wireless sensor, it enables us to place that point of care monitor the monitor display that shows us the vital signs, the pulse oximetry, the respiratory rate, uh, et cetera, how, how that patient is doing on a minute-to-minute basis with continuing monitoring. We can now place that outside of a patient's room, still having the patient monitored with a wireless and tetherless device because the two work through Bluetooth or, or Wi-Fi. So we have that wireless ability to do that. And as I stated earlier, the importance today is really to limit the utilization of PPE. We, we know that there's such a shortage of PPE today, especially in critical access hospitals and smaller organizations, never mind our academic and tertiary and quaternary care facilities that are really taking the brunt of COVID. And what that means is that we can ensure continuous monitoring, safe monitoring, from a distance now. So we can actually monitor the patient if they're in the room with the door closed because of infection control purposes, but yet still monitor everything on the display screen outside of the patient room. So if there is a change in parameters, then we certainly can go in and address that. And additionally to that, it limits that exposure to our clinicians for patients who were highly contagious. Um, and vice versa. So if you have a patient who had a bone marrow transplant, who they're at risk for contacting something because their immune system is very poor or very low at the time, you would be able to do that in reverse. So that reverse isolation piece. So we also can protect the patient and we can protect our clinicians from these infection control purposes. So that that's one area. The other piece that I have seen an enormous uptake in is in mother-baby units, postpartum, women's health, whatever we're, we're calling it in your organization today. But there is a big surge, once again, for breastfeeding. 
And I think it's extremely important for moms and babies to not only be able to have that attachment, whether they're going to breastfeed or not, but to be able to do so for those babies that maybe are in the NICU or a transitional nursery and who still need to be monitored with a pulse oximeter or some other pieces of technology. We can now do that wirelessly and we don't have to worry about that cable that may have drug against the floor or up against a crib or Dr. X and Nurse Y and Transporter B all touch that cable and moving around and now it's going to brush against the mom's breast before she breastfeeds or against the baby's arm. So we're starting to see more wireless technology in women's and children's health because of the vulnerability, not only in the, the neonate or in, in the newborn, but also because moms are vulnerable at that period in time too, especially if they're breastfeeding or they have a C-section and we don't want cables uh, and sensors to be able to drag over incisions or dressings or even over the breast itself. So that single patient use solution helps to minimize that cross-contamination and the elimination of cables really helps that as well. I think you just laid out some really important stuff there, really thinking about how this both benefits the patient uh, and the provider. But that, that that last component of talking about breastfeeding, I think any any parent thinking about, you know, like, having to, or any mother thinking about having to go through that experience while worrying about cables, you know, it just seems like such a thing that should be, you know, if we can address it, get, get rid of the cables, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and it's, you know, funny is probably not the, the right word. It's really insightful that once we started to show this wireless patient monitoring solution to patients rather than clinicians, the world of, of really maternal child health and monitoring these these babies and neonates who were sick and needed to be monitored kind of came to fruition, as did some of our long-term hospitalized patients. As I was saying earlier, you know, our bone marrow transplant patients or our transplant patients, sometime who take a while to be able to get out of the hospital, for them to have somewhat of a normal life and, and in the hospital and to be able to be mobile and not tethered is extremely important. So I'm always amazed that when we, we bring out technology to our clinician colleagues, we get great advice and how the patient how the device is going to be used. And when we show it to our our patients and our families, we're always surprised about, wow, we never thought about that as clinicians and we have new ideas and innovative ways to use the technology, which is just really, as a, as a clinician, it's so uh, enlightening to see uh, patients really engaged in understanding how they can care for themselves better. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to I come back to something I think you touched on in, our, in your first answer, which is you know, the problem of alarm fatigue. So wondering if we can zero in here and can you talk about um, how wireless monitoring can help avoid alarm fatigue you know, during the care process? Sure. Um, you know, having a tetherless single patient use sensor um, is is really innovative. You know, I, I can remember the days uh, when when I worked in the ICU um, and even in the step down units and in the PACU where I would, you know, I would just say, oh, my goodness, if if we could just have these uh, <laughs> this technology without any wires or cables, it would just make my life so much, much easier because there's always an issue of movement and whether that cable 
you know, gets damaged or, or uh, other things about, you know, you have to disconnect and reconnect as you're moving patients from the left side of the bed to the right side of the bed or getting them out of the bed on, on opposite sides. Or, or even just going to the bathroom, you know, patients who, who need to go to the bathroom don't want to have all of this technology, you know, and hazards of being able to be tripped or et cetera there. So when you disconnect the device, it alarms. And so we know that we can eliminate just the disconnect alarms tremendously by just having patients who are wireless and tetherless technology. And then on the tetherless technology that we've developed in these single-use patient sensors, we have adhesive on the sensor that has allowed for a more secure placement on the patient's digit. Well, I'll say finger, but in some cases it could be um, a foot, especially in a neonate um, there, which can help limit false alarms. So one of the things that we know is that when you don't have a secure sensor, you typically get alarms because it, there's a little bit of a gap between the finger and the emitter or that light that, that shines through for pulse oximetry. Because we've enhanced that security of the adhesive, it actually allows you to have less alarms uh, with that. I'll also say something else that when you have a patient that is in the room, being monitored and the technology is outside, there appears to be a greater adherence to, to that sensor. So people know now, our, our customer satisfaction, know the importance of sensor technology. And so when we tell them the reasons that they need to have these sensors on, as long as that gives them independence, people are much more compliant. So my example for that is when I was the chief nurse uh, of a large academic facility, there were a lot of times, and I would say most times, sometimes on med surge, that we would have a cardiac arrest or a respiratory arrest or an untoward event when the patient was in the bathroom. And the reason why that is, is because they disconnected their technology and because there were so many alarms and they went into the bathroom unmonitored. And so now we can monitor those patients because they're wireless and tetherless uh, in different areas because there's such accuracy and reduced alarm fatigue that patients and clinicians, again, actually understand that if it doesn't alarm all the time and you don't get inundated by alarms, it's ten it tends to be used more frequently and more reliably. So I know that's kind of a long-winded way to, to alarm fatigue, but alarm fatigue is a very complicated phenomenon that I think we are starting to address through the use of wireless uh, patient monitoring. Yeah, I, I know we've been, we've been talking about, uh, as an industry, being a part of the, the media in this industry, alarm fatigue for quite a while. So it's encouraging to know that, that this kind of technology can really help make a difference. And I really want to, I, I think you've already done a great job of sort of outlining this on my next question, but I want to give you an opportunity to speak to it a little bit more. So how do you think wireless or remote monitoring solutions will enhance the patient experience and how will it benefit hospital systems? I think this is, um, this is something that really is exciting, I think, for, for healthcare in that we are 
starting to incorporate the patient experience really into the whole medical care process now. And I think wireless patient monitoring is really going to be the cornerstone of this. And I think we've seen it again during COVID, and I think we'll continue to see some of this as we go forward. I think one of the best areas where we can work with uh, patient experience and helping to improve not only the patient experience, but I consider patient outcomes as, as kind of a part of that, as well as benefit the hospital system, is to be able to utilize wireless patient monitoring throughout the continuum. So today, there are a lot of patients that have a lot of comorbid conditions before they're coming in for elective surgery, or they have a chronic condition that maybe they are in and out of the hospital frequently. If we can use wireless patient monitoring to be able to monitor them remotely at home, or in some cases, maybe a long-term care facility or an assisted living facility to optimize their health before they come into the hospital, then monitor them while they're in the hospital and give them as much leeway as we can and freedom to move around with their activities of daily living. And then on discharge, we can send them home with the same device and monitor them for a couple of days to make sure that they are compliant with their medical or surgical uh, regime and to make sure that they're safe and healthy. I think that that is going to be the wave of the future. Not only will it optimize patients' health and the patient experience and patient outcomes will be better, but on the hospital side, we'll be able to manage length of stay and potentially complications better because we've already optimized our patient who say is anemic and we've optimized their anemia before they come into the hospital rather than chasing it while we're in the hospital. So I think we have opportunities to be able to utilize all of those technologies in wireless technology, whatever healthcare setting you'll be in, whether that's hospital, home, you know, long-term care, assisted living, LTAC, et cetera, will be able to be very good there. The second piece I would say is that that alarms are audible on the monitor and not on the sensor. So in many cases, we want to improve patients' sleep and rest cycles, uh, especially the elderly who sometimes get confused in day and night when they're in the hospital um, and all of the stimulation that is in there. So if we take away the alarm sound at the bedside and give it to the person who really needs it, which is the clinician caring for that patient. Again, whether that is in the four walls of the hospital or whether that is remotely as we can monitor patients remotely from home or in an altered care setting, we can actually improve their sleep white cycles and actually maybe decrease some of that, you know, confusion related to an inundation of sensors uh, of alarms and, and sensory simulation. So I think it's a benefit to hospitals because it can actually improve the outcomes for those patients. We can, again, hopefully be able to see uh, an improvement of length of stay, complications, et cetera, uh, as well as we can improve the patient experience where the patient is engaged in their care as well and they can be monitored in locations that are typically friendly for the patient, whether that's home or their home away from home in an alternative care setting. That part about you sort of improved outcomes and improved experience and engagement is really, you know, what we're, what we're trying to get after here, right, when we're talking about this. And before I let you go, 
Mike, I want to ask you about surveillance monitoring. So how can surveillance monitoring benefit hospitals, you know, especially during COVID-19 and, and even beyond COVID-19? Yeah, I, I think as we start to, to look at the complexity of healthcare now and the complexity of, of patients who are being cared for in, in the hospitals, you know, I always look back and say, wow, the patients that, that are on our mid-surge floors today were in our ICUs when I was practicing in the ICU, you know, 28 years ago. Um, so the complexity of our patient is, is extremely, extremely sick now. And so I think that wireless patient monitoring is going to really improve our, our patients because we can actually monitor surge capacity so we can flex up with this technology or we can flex down. We can turn non-monitored beds into monitored beds uh, just by adding a, a wireless technology or a wireless sensor. So patients who are typically on a med surge floor without any monitoring during a COVID situation or if the patient's condition changes, the only thing we would really have to do is to add a wireless sensor to the patient's finger and we can actually get additional data and actually get better outcomes. And I say that with conviction because I've been involved now in a lot of research that's being done out there by our hospital colleagues. Dartmouth-Hitchcock uh, has been using surveillance monitoring for about 15 years now. And what they have seen was a 50% reduction in unplanned transfers to the ICU, which is pretty significant when you think about catching patient deterioration quickly through just surveillance monitoring. So I think that gives you an idea of how important surveillance monitoring can be if 50% of the patients we can get quicker <laughs> uh, and address easier, we can have better outcomes for them. And from a hospital perspective, they can actually get better care. So they can free up those patients who are sitting and waiting in their ED who need an ICU or in their PACU and, and need an ICU. And then they also had a, about a 60% reduction in rapid responses. Now I know rapid responses is kind of a good thing and a bad thing. For, for Dartmouth-Hitchcock, because it's an academic facility, they were able to reduce their rapid responses because they had the right people on the units at the time. But in some cases, we've seen an increase in rapid responses, which is a good as well, because the earlier we can get the clinicians to the bedside to care for a patient who's deteriorating, the better the outcome. And since then, uh, we have St. Luke's in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, who also did a study on a 34-bed orthopedic unit, and they almost had the identical outcome. They had about a 62% reduction in mortality. They had uh, a 30% reduction in their ICU transfers, and insidiously, they had uh, about a 35% reduction in their Narcan uh, utilization. And we didn't really talk about the opioid epidemic and all of this, but it is a contributor to patient demise. So the more quickly we can intervene with patients who are having opioid-induced respiratory depression through the use of surveillance monitoring, certainly the better. And then just lastly is kind of a, a caveat. We've seen a couple of institutions, including St. Luke, see a reduction in their use of telemetry for the simple reason is, is that surveillance monitoring, much easier to utilize, less education for the staff, and typically 
more geared toward respiratory demise, which is typically what we see outside of the ICU. So again, I would say that COVID-19 brought light to this, but I think our complexity in healthcare, comorbidities, the opioid epidemic, and patient age has brought patient surveillance monitoring to a new high, and I think we'll continue to see that both in the four walls of the hospital as well as in alternative care settings like a long-term care facility or assisted living facility. And I think we're going to start to see that hospital at home utilize surveillance monitoring as their core structure for outcomes. I think that's a that's a great place to end, end here. I, I really appreciate you sharing those insights from both Dartmouth-Hitchcock and St. Luke's. I know our listeners will appreciate that. So, Mike, thank you so much for taking the time and and answering those questions for me today. Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you for having us. It was a a great discussion. I'm I'm very excited about what the future brings to healthcare, and I think wireless technology is just the uh, tip of the iceberg. So thank you again. Definitely. We also want to thank our podcast sponsor, Massimo. You can tune in to more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.